Welcome everyone to Blue Collar Startup, the podcast. Uh, we're in a, a different setting today, so I'm little, on the road. We're on the road, the road show, yeah. and uh, so it's a little echoey, I think, just because we're in a small room. But uh, not bad, not bad. So thanks everyone for joining us. If uh, today's your first time listening, just to give you a quick rundown of what we do here is. Our, our mission is to uh, educate and empower the next generation of blue-collar business owners. We do that by interviewing uh, blue-collar business owners, their support staff, and then organizations and agencies that also support blue-collar trades and industries, uh, which is what we're doing today. So, uh, But first, let me introduce the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, you got to stop with that. I got to stop you're with the, that. You're the legend. Well... Maybe in my own the marketing mind. legend, legendary uh, Derek Foster, Dago Cleaning Systems. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. Good. Caffeinated. Been up since about two thirty in the morning. Oh, that was me yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I'll tell you for anyone thinking about opening their own business, uh, sometimes you just have those nights, man. I woke up at two thirty and my brain was going thinking about the hiring we got to do the firing we got to do some of the clients that we have some systems we need to put in place some systems we just put in play i mean it was just it was all over the map couldn't put it to sleep holy moly i tried i think i laid there for a solid 10 minutes trying to like fall back and just it wasn't that fun i was like all right here we go here we go caffeine and right now i'm powered by stewart's coffee gotta love it it's my favorite Stewart's our unofficial sponsor. They don't know how much they mean to us, but uh, thank you, Stewart. The blue collar coffee. The blue collar coffee. That's right. So uh, we are here today with a couple people from Wish Wish We. How do you say the acronym? Is W S W H E? We don't we don't try to pronounce it. We no. just letters <laughs> <laughs> are <laughs> But it stands for let's see uh, Warren Saratoga Washington. Hamilton and Essex counties. You got it, man. I am Nailed good. It. Uh, it's the Boses organization that's in those two things, and so that I don't mess up anybody's name. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and just tell us who you are and what you do? Sure, I'm Jared Davis. I'm the director of career and technical education here at the Boses. So I oversee the CT programs here in Saratoga and at our Hudson Falls campus. What does CT stand for? Career and Technical Education. Okay. All right. Very nice. And you, sir? My name is Samuel Stork. I graduated in the class of 2022 in the construction trades, and I'm now working with Bonaccio Construction. Very nice. Stork, like the bird? Like the bird. Very nice. Do you have any... Did they like call you a Storky growing up? They tried to. That's what that... (laughs) Didn't work out that well. (laughs) That's amazing. All right, I won't call you Storky then. You can call me Storky. I can call you Storky. You can call me Thanks, Storky. Thanks, man. All right, so we're here today to talk about a few different things. Now, uh, in the in the backdrop, there's some stuff going on today behind us, right? Like, uh, tell Jared, tell us a little bit about what today is as far as BOCES goes. I'm trying to think which thing we have enough going on. So, obviously, being Halloween, we've got yeah. some things going on in the building with um, that bring our programs together just in terms of trying to have students meet each other from different programs so that not only here, but once they're out in the fields, they start to make those connections. And we're gearing up for our CTE Works program next week. That'll be at the Saratoga City Center. Um, And then really, it's just a matter of day in and day out promoting our programs and having them out in the public as much as possible. Very cool. And and this is like, I mean, it's a good sized campus, right? 
Yeah, right. So at this campus and our Hudson Falls campus, we serve about 600 students at each spot between our AM and PM section. So students come here for half a day Mm -hmm. and then they're back at their home districts the other half. Okay. And so the students that are coming to, so we're in the Saratoga location, uh, which do, which counties are, I mean, do are people coming here all the way from Hamilton and Essex counties? We do have some students from there. Our programs are set up so that a vast majority mirror each other at each campus, but there okay. are some programs that are unique to each. So down here, we see students from further away who are attending our horticulture program, our auto body program, and our horse care program. So those are sort of the unique ones here at Myers. And then up north, we might see some Saratoga students up there for power sports. Um, our New Visions engineering program is up there, um, and and machine tool. Where where does sorry that's all right. Where, where does the welding take place? Because I'm I really want to do keep him away from the welding. <laughs> I really want to do the adult <laughs> welding program. I'm like I was looking I at it online like last week. So welding occurs at both campuses. Okay, um, it's one of our more popular programs. Yeah, and, and I've been in with the kids welding before, and and it is addictive. So highly yeah. recommend our adult program. I mean, I, I I did a ton of welding when I was like back when when I was a kid, yeah, hundreds of years ago. Supervised that, yeah. Well, when yeah. we used to have metal shop, yeah, like growing up, okay. we had a metal shop, right? Yeah. Like we had wood shop in sixth grade, and then we went into metal shop, and uh, I loved metal shop, man. We used to weld and make knives and swords and all sorts of cool <laughs> weapons and stuff. I'm sure you can't do that anymore, though. No. Well, we do make some cool things. Yeah. <laughs> we try to stay away from weapons, you know. That tends to be the rule of thumb. Um, so, I, you know, curious about, like, the, I see, like, a, I think there's a loader going by right now, right? Like, you guys are doing heavy equipment and, like, digging up ground out there. I mean, like, what, what, what goes on with all the heavy equipment out there? So, each, each campus... Uh, our heavy equipment operations uh, program is at each campus, and down here our field that we work in is right on site. And so students do everything from learning the, the big movements of moving piles of dirt to more of the fine-tuned things, picking up logs, um, and, and getting that hands-on practice piece. Yeah. So they burn through our clutches before they're out in the field <laughs> uh, trying to business yeah. piece of equipment. So Did you hear that, everybody? <laughs> so we take that hit. <laughs> so, uh, and then do you have your uh, mechanical program fix those clutches after they burn through them? Is this like We a, try to have the more trained folks do that. But, okay. but we, for us, that's just part of the experience and, and part of the cost of educating our kids. So. Yeah. So they do everything here, and in June you'll see the the field totally transform into an obstacle course. They partner with the Prevention Council and do their Tough Mudder run. Um, so we try to give back to the community as much as we can, and that's one of the ways that program does that. Yeah. Um, I think we need to do a promo video for the, the heavy machinery uh, program where it's just like a bunch of grinding clutches as these guys are trying to move it into gears and then and then you close with that don't worry <laughs> we've got you but yeah by the time they get to you they'll have grinded all their clutches they need to grind so how large is the campus in terms of like acres know, acres yeah uh, I don't know that off the top of my head we've got a couple of acres just set for the equipment field than the building and on the far side of the building is another probably acre um, that's used more for our exceptional learners division, okay. um, for, our, for those programs. If I had to guess, I'd say it's 10.82 acres. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I would, that would be my, 
my guess. Off, off the top of your off head. Off the top of my head, I would say that. 10.82. Pretty what close guess there. Yeah, what do you think, Starkey? It's 10 yeah. acres out in that heavy equipment <laughs> field out there. Just the heavy is 10 acres? I'd, I'd say you so. You think so? That's close to six or seven. It's a, it's a good amount. It's a good amount. So tell us a little bit, Sam, about... It's Sam, right? Yes. Okay. Tell us... I won't, I won't call you Starkey unless I'm just trying to be funny, but... Um, you came through the construction program. Yes. I came here in 10th grade back when COVID was still in the mix and we were doing the half day, half week. So you were here every other day learning okay. instead of every day. So I came in at a pretty rough time, but we got used to it, acclimated a little bit and graduated last year and been in the trades ever since. Yeah. So you immediately went to work. Immediately. Second day after I uh, graduated this place, believe it or not. Was someone from Menachios just waiting outside to basically grab you and throw you in the truck? Pretty much over here. <laughs> no, they were aware that they wanted me to work for them, and I told them I would be willing to work for them at least over the summer, and mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. So I'm curious of how that, that connection happens for students, you know, when they're coming through the program. And so how did you get connected to Menachios? Did you apply? Did Was there a... A there, career fair? Or? So we have internships over here, believe it or not. Once cool. you're in here for at least a year, I know they're doing it to the first year kids now, but after my first year, I was told I could do an internship and I chose Bonaccio Construction. They put me with a crew that was doing the Children's Museum over, I forgot where that is, but over near Smack. Oh, Lincoln Bath. Bath Lincoln, there, yeah. Yeah. Lincoln yeah. Bath Memorial. I did that a little bit, finished that up, and... Uh, yeah. I take my son there all which, the time. So which, how do you like it? It's great. It's I, exceptional. It came out great. Yeah. yeah. I built that little boat that's upstairs on the second oh, floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In there, For yeah. Freedom, Freedom Boat Club, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he loves there. that thing. It's a little fishing pole. Oh, yeah. like he's fishing. It's pretty I was, sweet. I was in there every day after work. That's a cool little boat. I was fishing. But, uh, yeah, that was a good project to start off with, just getting a few things hands-on here mm-hmm. and there throughout the week. And after that, there was my project manager who asked me if I really did want to work with him, and I told him, yes, I'd, I'd be willing to, and fell in love with it. Very cool. So what are the kind of things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis now? Day-to-day basis right now, we're currently trying to turn over two occupied floors over at a uh, low-income housing building right now. We're doing that with a mix of outdoor site work, a whole lot of different stuff. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of moving factors you can be dealing with from a day-to-day basis, but right now I'm really just turning over apartment units, trying to... uh, I don't know. There's all sorts of different stuff. There's over 70 different people on site per wow. day. So yeah, really Sam's, uh, under, you know, a, there's a lot going on on, on that project. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're working with, uh, Bonaccio on that and it's a massive undertaking. Very, oh, no very kidding. big one. Yeah. And so, so you guys are doing what the cleanup as, as they're going through as this project per floor. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So we get our floor pretty much everything done up until getting appliances into the units. And from there, Daigle comes in, cleans everything up, gets it spotless so people can move right in with no issue. Very nice. Very nice. How do you like it? I love it. Well, what else have you done for jobs? I mean, obviously you're a young guy. I did a residential house for my project manager. That was just a little one over the summer to get things moving a little bit. And I just finished PDT Market over on uh, Railroad Avenue. Oh, yeah. Me and my supervisor did that start to finish. And that was a very good project to learn a lot of things on. 
And and what kind of things are you doing? Like, is, is it are you are you framing? Are you doing finished carpentry? Everything. Everything. Right. So we're a general contractor, and we kind of have our hands in, in a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. But I've learned everything from framing, site work, concrete prep, sheetrock. There was a whole the, the list goes on. You can tape a little bit. Yeah, I'd rather have someone else do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too, actually. I I, I recently uh, hung some sheetrock. Was gonna tape it, and I'm like, "What the hell am I thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always there's yeah, I know, right? someone that can do it a little better than you, but it just takes time for certain things. Yeah, and really, it's just been a learning process the whole time, just picking things up, perfecting it the best I can, and moving on to something new. Now, uh, have you always done construction stuff growing up? I've always had my hands in a little bit. My dad's been a contractor his whole life, so I've always been fascinated by that and what he's doing and Mm -hmm. working on big projects with him that he was able to be the GC for kind of got me into it, I believe. That's cool. That's cool. It's something. And then it's something, yeah. (laughs) And then, so tell us a little bit too, you know, like I'm always interested why people are making the decision to... um, either, you know, get right into the workforce or go to college. So you chose to go right to the workforce. Yes. Uh, College ever on the table for you or you were just like? College was always on the table for me. My counselors in high school were always trying to push me into that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, career technical high school. I mean, something like Hudson Valley, a couple minutes up the road, that's always been on my mind too. But, um, are you talking about the blue collar college? Yeah. The blue collar college. We changed the HVCC. Name. Yeah. We did. It's no longer HVCC. It's now blue collar college. It is a blue collar college, but yeah, it's always been on my mind. Um, ever since I was little, it was always like, Oh, what am I going to go to college for? And then mm-hmm. you finally see what's going on in the trades and see how people are doing. You go, I want to do this. That's really how it is nowadays. Yeah. People, the success that's happening right now for the younger generation in our trades is in the trades, in the trades going up. Yeah. Very, very well. And so you chose to go become an earner as opposed to going to... Correct, yes. Going to debt, yes, getting, co- exactly. getting college education. Not that there's anything wrong with it, everyone. I'm just trying to point out the fact that for a lot of people that they're going to BOCES, they're getting skills, and they're going directly into the workforce, which... You know, it's hard being the only guy in your friend group with money now these days. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's hitting you up, right? <laughs> for something. That a boy. Storky coming through, man. So, uh... With the cheddar. With the cheddar, that's right. Yeah, they're all eating cat food and crackers, right? And you're out there hitting Chick-fil-A. Every day. <laughs> so what was, what was it like? I mean, you're being in in school during the COVID time frame and period. Because I always think, you know, if that was me, you know, what it would have been like and how it would have disrupted what my experience it in, would, in it, school was. It was definitely a disruption. It was very tough once you got into it, just always keeping a mask on your face while you're trying to do real work out there too is a little bit tricky, but you get around it you really get used to it for a while. But that was honestly the best way to start really because you had challenges you had to work through just to get through the day. And then the next year it was a piece of cake. Really was. You think that helped prepare you for some of the challenges that you're facing now? One hundred percent. Yes, COVID definitely did that, as well as Bosi is just preparing me yeah. for th- certain situations out in the field that I see every day, and definitely went in with some preparation, and I'm glad for it. That's awesome. And, and what originally? Uh, so you said sophomore in high school is when you you started with the Bosi's program. Yes. What uh, What made you? It sounds like you're an intelligent kid. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Ish. Uh, but it sounds like, you know, like at least your, your counselors and things thought you were like, you know, 
Yeah, I always had decent grades growing up. That was never an issue. It's just I I preferred to do real work outside, and I, I wanted to work outside. That was my big thing. Okay. I, I loved being That's what out, I was trying to figure out in the weather, but uh, I, I don't know. Something just changed. Something clicked. But uh, yeah, it was like this. Boces, Jared. Does Boces go into the schools and like talk to the kid? Like, how do they? How do they do that process? I'm always curious about yeah. how they. Yeah. So we do a couple of different things, and right now, what we're working on is working with our partners, working with our districts to mm-hmm. say, how do we bring exposure to the trades at a younger grade level? So looking at middle school level initiatives, things like our CTE works doing things for ninth and 10th graders where they get to come to the building either in large groups or as an individual and spend half a day in a program so that it's really about making an informed decision about their path Mm -hmm. and getting through some of the thoughts or beliefs people have about the trades or the programs at BOCES. And so really looking at the continuum from start to finish of how do we how do we create as many pro- pathways for kids into our programs, but then also beyond once they leave us? And, mm-hmm. and we mentioned college and all of our programs have articulation agreements. Some are with HVCC and, and ACC and, and colleges beyond two year and four year. So they have that pathway open to them and we can give them a little boost with credits. But then, like Sam mentioned, the internships help put kids right into the workforce. Yeah. And and that's one of the things I'd want people to know and, and to try to get across that it, it's not limiting. It opens up doors. Yeah. And do, do people think that's limiting? I, I think there's that perception about the trades. I think it's shifting. I think COVID helped move that forward. Um, but I, I think there's not always a clear understanding of the rigor of our programs, mm-hmm. um, that we have integrated math and ELA credits that count towards graduation requirements, um, that the technical endorsement that can be put onto a diploma comes with some things that need to get done. It, it's not a freebie. Mm-hmm. And, and Sam was really the epitome of that type of CT student that, that we look for that came in, was ready to work. Um, and not just with his hands, but in the classroom part as well. Yeah. There, there, every program has a theory part. There's textbooks. There's work to be done to build that basic understanding before we go put a power tool in their hand. Um, so really just, I, I think people need to understand the rigor is there, um, so that it, it leads to those pathways once they leave us. Uh, you said power tools and I, and, and I started thinking about my own kids. <laughs> And then I started thinking about when I was trying to show my son how to use a sawzall, and I should say a reciprocating saw. And uh, what um, I can't imagine uh, how stressful that must be for teachers to uh, be looking at something like a reciprocating saw or any of those things, and and being like, "Oh, hey, so here, you're going to use this." <laughs> and you got ten kids standing around, like, "All right, does, like everybody still got ten fingers, ten toes?" Like, uh, like that must be crazy. It, it, it is, and and I think they'd be happy if it was only 10 kids. (laughs) We tend to have more than that. Um, You know, I think our, the nice thing about our programs here is our instructors are incredible. They've got a wealth of knowledge from their industries that they came to us from before being a teacher. So I think the one who had the biggest adjustment was myself coming from a, a component school where as a teacher, you were expected to know where every student was at every time and what they were doing. And, and here with the layouts and one student's under a vehicle changing the oil and someone else is putting a tire onto a rim. Um, yeah. You know, we mentioned welding. That instructor puts his hood down, 
he can only see what's in front of him, let alone the 20 students behind him. Yeah. You know, but he's got to do that in order to demo. So we really look to our students to understand the safety pieces. Um, and we take that very seriously. So they all go through safety training when they first get here. Beginning of second year, they review it. Um, but yeah, that's a real, real thing that we have to, to think about and, and plan for. Well, it's good. I mean, you know, on job sites, I'm sure Sam, you can attest. It's it's all about safety. You know, wherever you go, it's it's a priority. So starting young, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just keep beating the drum over time, and you know, those hey, habits stick. And we've incorporated the OSHA training as into as many programs as we can. And in construction, our instructor does the OSHA thirty, um, so that they have that That's credential awesome. when they leave us. So I'm just thinking about some uh, some of the advantages for young people, and I hate to use the word kids because you guys aren't kids, you know, you're, you're a grown ass man. So, you know, like for young people, like what are some of the advantages of coming out of a BOCES program with at not going to school, going into the workforce versus someone who's just, who isn't coming out of a BOCES program and they're just walking in off the street? You know, I think regardless of the program, when you come through one of our programs, no matter what you do, when you leave us, you've got skills that will last you a lifetime, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and just for myself as a homeowner, knowing what, what checks I write to some contractors and things for different work. If, if I had those skill sets, that'd save me some money. So there's just a a practical example of that, Mm -hmm. but that this goes beyond, they can transfer it to other industries. They Mm -hmm. can transfer it into their personal lives. Um, and we do everything from, like I said, those safety pieces, but also just basic maintenance tool use. Um, I, I can't think of a scenario where that knowledge isn't helpful. I'm just processing that for a second. Um, I, I also, I'm curious as to why you don't have all the, you're writing checks to contractors like I, i'd be grabbing the kids up like, all right guys field trip <laughs> well, well we have a few rules around <laughs> private residence <laughs> man so gotta stay on the up and up every time i get we get these guys on the show like you know uh who's the who's the car person that we had on the show with matt uh matt perry right yeah and I was trying to get him to work on my motorcycles, and he's like, "Yeah, we can't do this." And I'm like, Where, "Where's all the like fringe benefits here, guys?" Like, man. So, I got a question. So, with uh, the preparation that you guys do, and then preparing them for either you know the next step of going to uh, the Hudson Valley or a, a four-year college, um, or going right to work. I mean, how many employers and uh, colleges? I know you mentioned Hudson Valley, the Blue Collar College, but how many colleges and uh, employers are you guys connected with and how many do you work with? Sure. So on the college front, we have roughly over a little over 50 articulation agreements with about 30 different institutions. And then on the business partner end, it's in the hundreds. Everything from your, your small sole proprietor auto shop to the big dealerships. And it kind of translates like that to every industry that we work with. And, and so that creates our network for our kids. So it's about finding the right spot for a kid. And, and our work-based learning coordinators and Bruce, who you know, is, is very good at that. So someone like Sam who wants to work in that bigger company, we can connect them with Badaccio. Um, someone who's looking to kind of work on that smaller scale or in their family business even, will set their internship up there. So pretty much if you drive up 87 between Saratoga County and the north part of our region, you'll see the business partners that we have 
you'll walk into shops and see our emblem that they're a mentor for us. Um, everything from we, you know, we've kind of talked about the construction industry, but if you go to healthy living, they're one of our folks, price chopper. So any store you walk into, there's a good chance they've had a, a BOCI student at some point. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So what would you say your, your placement rate is like, I mean, do you, is that a, a metric that you track? Like the number of people that either are leaving BOCES and going into a job or leaving BOCES and going into college? Yeah. So we do the best we can to track that. It's a little hard to find them sometimes mm-hmm. once they leave us. Not, not everyone wants <laughs> to come back. Um, but that's what I'll be gearing up um, in this new role that I have to start doing in, in the next month is tracking kids down and seeing, are you working? Mm-hmm. If, if not, can we help you find work? Because we'll work with even our graduates. You don't have to still be here for us to help you. Um, so we see quite a, a big split. We see a, a, probably about 40 to 50% go right into the job market. Mm-hmm. And then we see another good percentage go into the military. Um, okay. So we have a good connection with our our contacts at the National Guard, the Army. Yeah. Um, so we connect with all of those as well. You know Guads? You know Anthony? Isn't Anthony a recruiter, isn't he? Yeah. Right? We should, yeah, we should connect you guys. Do you know Anthony Guadagnino from... Uh, Doesn't sound familiar. Veteran-made woodworks? <clears throat> that's, no. that's like a, si- a side hustle. We had, a, we had him on the show. and But he's a... Is he an Army recruiter? I think he's Army. Yes. Right? I believe so. He started out in the Marines. Yeah. And then uh, and now he's an Army recruiter. But he's a good dude. Yeah. Um, and for our kids that go into the military, again, coming in with a skill set of using tools puts them that much further ahead yeah. when they go into that basic training. So if you're... For a small business... How do you get involved and how do you, how do you become a part of that program and, and work with you guys? What does that look like? So I think the biggest thing is go to our website, use our contact form. All of those funnel to me. And then I connect businesses, um, whether it's the owner or manager, supervisor, whoever it is, with our work-based learning coordinators and the principals at the buildings. And then they start just getting information if it's a new partner for us of the type of business what, what are you looking for? Some businesses want internships year-round. Others want it during their busy season. So mm-hmm. we kind of set those parameters up and, and gather that information. And then we start looking at the kids who might be a good fit there. So you're the man then. I, I, I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> My job is to get the right people in the room. Yeah. Okay. And Sam, what, about, what would you say to, or, you know, what, uh, advice would you give to anyone that's thinking about both? He's not sure if they want to do it, whether it's for construction or anything else. Like what would, what would you tell them? Just go and see what you're working with and where you are with your BOCES location. I came in twice, I think, just to look around different classrooms and see what I wanted to do. I was in the welding classroom. There was another one auto I was in and I stopped in the construction class. I remember staying there for the rest of the day and just falling in love with it and what they were doing. So if you're on the uh, the verge of whether or not you don't know what you want to do, just go take a look. It's worth it, 100%. So what was that like? You just came on for a day and did a, a shadow? Yeah, a it, it was a, a tour, something like that. You would come with the BOCES kids for a day when you were in ninth grade, I believe it was, and you'd just come see if it was something you're interested in, and they would show you the basics, what goes on through the day-to-day thing, and... It's definitely worth coming to take a little field trip. That's awesome. What what's uh what does the future hold for you? What are what are some of your goals? Some of my goals, yeah. hopefully progressing up in the company I'm working with right now into a nice spot. If not with my own company, then who knows? Just working my way up the ladder. 
It's awesome. Working. That's the point, right? Yeah. We just, we talk about this all the time about people that want to work or the, the, well, fan, I gotta, the yeah, fantasy. I got to gotta tell you, I mean, we spent the time at uh, Hudson Valley's career fair yeah. and, you know, we met a lot of students and, you know, I'm sure here it's just the same in the community. There's a lot of hardworking, you know, young men and women who, you know, still have the drive and, and work ethic. Yeah. And that's all, the key. It's not all bad. The, the drive goes a long way. Just yeah. coming in every day, making sure people know that you want to learn and that you want to work and do as much as you can. That goes such a long way. It's huge. Absolutely. Yeah, we hear that a lot that that young people don't want to work. But between our two buildings, I, I see eleven hundred kids that prove that wrong. That, that every, they want to work. Yeah. yeah. So so that's pretty powerful. So there's hope. There is. There's there is. Hope. What uh, I feel like we should really touch on too over here is the adult program. I don't know. Um, I don't feel like it gets a, as much press. You know, everybody. I, not everybody. A lot of people think of postseason. They think about the students, the young, the young people that are coming through from high school and into the programs. But uh, can we just touch on real quick about the adult programs? Yeah, absolutely. So adults can participate in our programs a couple of different ways. We do have some adults who attend the daytime programs with high school students. That really comes down to the space that's available. Mm-hmm. You know, we we prioritize our juniors and seniors first. And then we have our evening adult programs um, supervised by one of my colleagues, Michelle Stockwell. And those run sort of on a rotating basis, um, depending on availability of the instructor, mm-hmm. enrollment, those types of things. So the biggest thing there to get information is to visit our website. And and that's where we see everything from, you know, a company like Bonaccio or some of the big plumbing companies will send current employees just mm-hmm. for further training. But then we also have people just walk in who, who don't have that skill set, know they need something and, and want some skills for a job. And so they start from the ground zero and work their way up. So is that where Mike would start in the welding program? Yes, that is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> where I'm going to start in a welding we, program. We can call Michelle when we're done here. I'll, I'll get you in. <laughs> I was. I literally, I literally was just like on the website last week looking at the welding program to see, like, I think it's a six-month program. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it takes them through sort of that AWS curriculum piece. Mm-hmm. So starting with a level one through three. I love it. Someone get this man a TIG gun. Holy moly. I, like, I don't even know when I'm going to weld, but I was thinking about it this morning because we're gonna, I know we we're coming here, so I'm just planning out my day, and I'm like, welding. I'm like, I don't even know what I would weld, but I bet you'll find some. I will figure out what to weld. Yeah, I'll, like, come up with stuff. It, it, it'll just come to you in the booth. I'll be one of those people doing crazy shit on like, oh, my lawn. <laughs> you drive by our farm, you'll see all these weird things on my lawn that I welded. It's art. That's right. It is art. Um, so... If people obviously, if people want to learn more about your programs and what you're doing, whether it's on the high school level or if it's on the adult level, website the best place or yeah, yeah, that's the best place to start. It, and for the high school students, it's really to start with their counselor because mm-hmm. the counselor has all our information, can put them put kids in touch with the instructors here or with the counselors here to set up that visit. And then for adults, it's the website. And then uh, I should say, and obviously social media. I'm sure you guys are on all yeah, the, all the we're channels, on all right? the platforms. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I don't think yet. Not yet. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> uh, last question I, I have. I, I, uh, maybe I know we have that. You guys have that thing going on next week. The CTE, right? CTE, yeah. CTE works. Yeah. 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 We'll, can we'll you be can there? Talk about that a little bit. Sure. So that's um, one of our one of those pieces that exposes kids to the trades, and we've traditionally had it for 
the eighth and ninth grade level, we've opened it up this year all the way through 12th grade. So we have roughly 1,600 students registered from our component districts. And what they'll do is they'll come in on a rotating schedule to the city center um, up on Broadway. And there we have some of our CT programs partnered with an industry partner. And, and their goal is to create a hands-on experience that kids can walk away with a little bit more knowledge and understanding of what that field is. And, and from that, get connected with their school counselors. They get the information about programs and they start to get that exposure. So we start planting that seed of, you know, maybe a, a career in the trades is the right thing for mm-hmm. you. And, and next week is just about the trades because obviously I know you guys, BOCES has a lot of programs outside of just the trades. But. Yeah. So next week, the focus is really our CTE programs. Okay. And uh, that's from 8.30 to 12.30? It's a half day, right? Yeah, we can. I think. I, I think mean, it's a full day. Yeah, it goes. Oh, full it's a full day. day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why I thought it was like eight to twelve. I, I think if I say day. we have to do sixteen hundred students through there in half a day, in half a day. I, I, I might be in trouble. Your stress level just went way up. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. That's great. We'll uh, we'll be there. We'll have a table. So stop by and see us as well. Yes, please. And uh, Sam Benaccio uh, gave you. Gave you a signed your permission slip to come in this morning to hang out with us. You can say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I might be getting calls here and there, but it's all right. Where are you? <laughs> well, thank you to everyone over at Bonaccio for letting Sam come over and hang out yeah. with us for a little bit here. I'll get back to work. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> back in the field. <laughs> no, but appreciate you guys uh, spending yeah, some time with fun. us this morning and talking about who you are and what you do and your experience and. Uh, the BOCES program, Sam, and, uh, you know, quick shout out to, uh, this morning we were able to present a big check, uh, to the, to BOCES to help a student or two with some tools and other costs. And, and, you know, we're only able to do that because of, uh, sponsorship from Luke Michaels and the Michaels group. So just want to say thanks to those guys over there and all the, the great things that they do. And, uh, because of them, we're able to write that big check, which I'm looking at right now. So. And, we, and we'd like to thank you for that. That, yeah. that helps our students out. Yeah. We're happy to do it. I, you know, it's, it's really a big thing for us with this podcast and with what we're trying to do with the community is just trying to help. Drop us some questions. Yes. Reach out through the website. If you want us to ask any questions on the show, website, blue collar startup.io and uh, YouTube rumble, Instagram. I posted a story. On Instagram. I haven't seen it yet. That's it's already gone. <laughs> I did it on Saturday, but I was out in my tree stand just killing time. So I wasn't killing anything else, that's for sure. Everybody, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks again. Appreciate you coming on. Thank, Thank you. Until next episode.